Hello, welcome back to The Wire Podcast. I am your host, Ryan McCrary, and today I have a special guest on the podcast who hasn't been on in forever, Thomas Smith. He's been on the podcast before, um, and he is back. I was actually thinking about it today. When was the last time you were on the podcast? Was it two years ago? It's been at least a year, if not longer. Because I think I the think... last time we did a podcast was about the 2021 draft. Yeah, because I don't think we did any pods for the draft last year. I don't think we did. Yeah. And it's crazy how much has happened since then. Yes. You're a married man now. I am a married man. Which is man. wild. Which it's is hilarious. A, it's crazy times. Yeah. So today, we're going to be talking about the NFL Combine. The Combine was last week. Um, so today, we're going to be talking about some guys that impressed us um, and overall some winners of the podcast or uh, of the Combine, as well as some guys who kind of disappointed us and guys we thought were quote-unquote, losers of the combine. Honestly, there weren't that many guys who didn't perform well. Like, there weren't a lot of guys who had horrific performances. Um, But there were some guys that just didn't really impress us last week. But let's go ahead and get into it. I'll let you name, I'll let you go through your your three guys that impressed you. And then I'll go through my three guys. Yeah, so one of the first guy that I have is Christian Gonzalez, the corner from Oregon. Um, he just had an amazing combine and I feel like we went into the combine with like, not necessarily consensus, but most mocks and analysts that you saw were saying like, Oh, Devin Witherspoon, the corner from Illinois is like very likely corner one. And now I feel like leaving the combine where Devin Witherspoon, uh, I think due to an injury, he didn't get to perform at the Combine, but Christian Gonzalez had a phenomenal Combine, and I think now he's like potentially close to a lock for the first corner taken. Um, he had, so I, I don't know if your your pod listeners are familiar with RAS. I don't know how much you, you get to talk about it. You can go through it. I've, okay. got, I've, I've mentioned it before, but you can kind of explain what it is. Okay, so RAS stands for... Um, is it relative athletic scoring or something yeah, like that? Yeah, it's relative athletic score. Yeah, relative athletic score. Um, it was developed by uh, Kent Lee Platt. Uh, you can follow him at MathBomb on Twitter yes, if, you, if you want to see some, uh, some cool RAS stuff. And it basically just like gives a numerical value um, based on positional, um, like based on your position and based on like your your athletic testing. So Christian Gonzalez had a 9.96 RAS out of 10, which is like phenomenal. He measured in like a little over six, one, almost 200 pounds. So like he's a decent size. He's not super small. He had a 41 and a half inch vert, which is pretty insane. Like that's nice. And like an 11 foot broad jump, which is wild. Yeah, insane. Um, he ended up running like a sub 440 at 438, uh, 154 10 yard split. So just like com- like elite testing at the combine. They were like in the top five for pretty much every single thing he did among like the corners. Yeah, that's crazy. Um, I'm looking at his RES card right now. Yeah. It's like elite in every area, um, like great size, great speed, elite explosion testing. They didn't do any agility drills. Um, but just a dominant performance in the combine. Yeah, absolutely. My second guy that I want to look at is uh, Adetamiwa Adabuare. He's a defensive end from Northwestern. Uh, he is like, 
I really hadn't heard a ton about him like before the combine. I had heard like some, there was, I think he was probably projected to be a day two pick prior to the combine. Yeah. I think that's most of the things that I saw after the combine. He killed it. Posted an RAS of 9.85 out of 10. Um, he's like a really big defensive end where like, he's not necessarily super long. He's only six, one and a half, but he came in at 282, which is like thick. Yeah, that's big. Yeah, it's really big. He ended up like putting up almost 30 reps on the bench, which is nice for a defensive end. He put up 27, had a vert of 37 and a half, which is insane for an almost 300 pound lineman. Um, and a, a broad of a, it was a 10 foot, five inch broad jump. And then also posted a sub four, five 40 at 285 pounds. It was a four, four, nine. It's just like insane testings. And now most of the mocks, not even, not most necessarily, but I've seen a decent amount of mocks post combine that have had him like late first round. So I think he's probably improved his stock to like be from being a day two pick to being like a fringe first rounder now yeah he he was he did um come in uh, a little bit short um around 61 and a half uh but elite speed like his 10 yard split which is more important than the 40 yard dash for, oh definitely for linemen for yeah. like defensive linemen um that's in like the 91st percentile it's really good you like insane explosion testing scores he's big like the weight is crazy bench reps is really good I'm looking at the um, the consensus big board on NFL Mock Draft database.com, and it has Adetamiwa Adamaware at 55, which is like in the second round. Um, so yeah, his stock has gone up a lot. And I I can definitely see him sneaking into the back end of the first round for teams that just value traits. Yeah, like he's a bigger defensive end with like plus athleticism. Yeah, it's and I don't just, know much about his production, um, like off the top of my head. Um, but yeah, I can see that as a possibility. Yeah, no, he, he helped himself a lot. Uh, the third guy I want to talk about is, uh, from your, your Auburn Tigers, Mr. Owen Popo, the linebacker from Auburn. Um, he did come in, like he is a little undersized, like, so RAS cards, like basically when you put everything else, it gives like, if you, when you put every stat in RAS will like give you a card and it breaks it down into like four categories you'll get like your size grade your explosion grade your speed grade and your agility grade and so in terms of size uh papo did test very poorly he came in at like six foot two which is not awful but he was only 225 pounds for like a an inside linebacker which is just it's just a smaller guy uh now he did like put up a really impressive 29 reps on the bench as like an inside linebacker. It was, that was really nice. Um, his vert, like his explosion grade was great with like a 35 and a half inch vert, which is, is really good. It's not necessarily elite, but it is really good. And then a, a 10 foot, six inch broad jump, which is actually elite. Like that's really good. Um, then like his 40 yard dash was also really impressive. It was sub four, 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 three, nine, um, and then like a one, five, six, 10 yard split, which is, is great. He just really impressed. Um, I think that he probably still goes day two, but I think there was a chance 
that he was like a fourth or fifth rounder before the combine. Just because like, I, I feel like we did know that he was going to come in athletic, mm-hmm. but like the tape is not great. Right. Yeah, I I did not think he was going to be this athletic. I thought he would come in and, and be like an above average athlete, but not this hyper elite athlete in all these areas. He is really small, like six feet, 225. Both of those measurements are really small for a linebacker. Um, he measured in at sub 32 inch arms. I'm not quite sure um, what his arm length looks like among like linebackers historically. Was he, but uh, he was under 30 inches? No, no. Um, it was like 31.75. Yeah, okay, cool, so like cool. sub 32. I don't really, um, off the top of my head, know what a good arm length is yeah, for I linebackers, really but that does seem a little short potentially. Yeah. Uh, but elite speed across the board. Um, his explosion testing was really, really good. Like his vertical is broad was great. Um, NFL mock mock draft database has him ranked 130 right now on their consensus big board. Um, and I think that is probably a little low. I think that's fourth fourth round. Yeah. That's probably a little low for him post combine. I feel like he probably ends up going round three. Yeah. I mean, that athletic testing is really good. It's just like, he is small. Uh, yeah. But yeah, I was really impressed. I'm an Auburn fan. I've been watching him yeah. for like four years now. Um, I did not expect this. Like, no. I was really shocked, especially by the 40 time. Yeah. Like, that's crazy. That's yeah, I feel like his whole like college career has been like disappointing. It has. Because like, it was like he came in as like a five-star recruit, and everybody's like, oh, this guy's... Did he come in in the same class as Bo Nix? I think it was like him and Bo Nix were in the same class and they were like Auburn's like two freshmen that everybody was like super excited about going into the year. I think so. Yeah. I think he may have come in with Bo, but he was like a five-star uh, five-star recruit coming yeah. in. Had yeah. a really good freshman season. Oh, I agree. But never became like this elite linebacker. I think he was really good at Auburn. Yeah. Like he was producing like one of the top linebackers in the SEC, mm-hmm. but he never became this like, Superstar caliber prospect. He's not really very good against the run. Yeah. Like, he's kind of, I feel like he's, with especially with that athleticism, he's like more of a coverage linebacker, which is not bad. Yeah. He's just like, he's not very big. He kind of gets run over a little bit. Yeah. And like, the limited amount that I've watched him. Mm. Um, now, that's probably speaking from like one or two games that I've watched him in. Yeah. But that's just kind of like some of the things I noticed. I don't know, like. Yeah, and that's at that size, it's going to be really hard to be good against the run or to yeah. be a good pass rusher. Like, he's I just agree. really small. And that was an issue that a guy like Nicobe Dean had last year. Right. Because Dean was really small. Um, now, Dean's much better than Popo. Um, yeah. Just like his film's way better. Um, he was a really good player coming out. Um, but those were like issues that he had. Yeah. And then well, I could he see also Popo like having. the injury concerns with Nicobe Dean. Were yeah. Mainly, what, what did he end up going? Third round? Yeah, he would have yeah. gone easily. Round one, early round two. Oh, for sure. If, if he did if not have any injury issues. concerns, for sure. For yeah. Sure. All right, let's get into let's get into your guys that you were impressed with. Yeah. So my first guy is a guy I've been really high throughout the draft process, and that is Anthony Richardson. Love it, Anthony Richardson. Like, oh my goodness. Um, he came in, measured in at six four, two hundred and forty four pounds. Both of those numbers are elite for a quarterback. Also had ten and a half inch hand. 10 and a half inch hands um, and our arms that were just under 33 inches also came in and 
destroyed the vertical and the broad. Had a 40 and a half inch vertical and a 10 foot 9 inch broad jump. Both are combine records for oh, quarterbacks. Yeah. Like, this man is built like a defensive end and, like, runs like a receiver. Yeah. And then, like, his speed testing was great. He ran a 4-4-3-40, which is in the 99th percentile. And he had a 1-5-3 10-yard split, which is in the 99th percentile. Yeah. I'm looking, almost all of his numbers, um, other than size, are in the 99th percentile or the 100th percentile. Yeah. And here's why this matters. Because, like, combine measurements are the least important for quarterbacks. Like, yeah. it matters the least for quarterbacks. Um, relative to other positions. Like, athleticism matters a lot for most positions, Mm -hmm. but not really for quarterbacks. But one reason why I care about this for Anthony Richardson is that his his production as a runner in college is really good. Oh, yeah. But not quite elite. Like, a guy I, I view him similarly to is Lamar Jackson. And Lamar Jackson had historically dominant rushing production in college. Anthony Richardson wasn't at that level at Florida. And so I did wonder, like, you know, is his rushing ability quite good enough to overcome how raw he is as a passer? But knowing that he is a hyper elite athlete, like literally probably the most athletic quarterback we've ever seen at the combine. I'm now like, okay, I am confident that he can be like one of the best rushing quarterbacks in NFL history. Um, because he produced in college, we know he, we now know that he is a hyper elite athlete. Um, I think that's super important. I also want to mention the fact that he looked really good in the throwing drills. Oh, yeah. I don't think he was perfect. Like I don't no, think I don't he think was so as either. good as CJ Stroud. The deep balls, but were he still impressive. looked really good. I, to me, the deep balls, like his deep balls, were probably the best. Like the go route that they have all the quarterbacks mm-hmm. throw was probably the best out of all the quarterbacks at the Combine. Yeah, and I was kind of worried going into it. I was like, okay, there's a chance that he kind of sprays the ball a little bit and is inaccurate. Yeah, he really didn't. Like, and for the most part, he was on Yeah, it. he struggled a little bit on, like, the outbreaking routes. Yeah, that's that, expected. There was some inconsistency there, but overall, I thought he was very accurate. And, like, I thought it was clear that he is one of the top quarterbacks yeah. who was throwing at the Combine. I don't feel like there were there were any negatives of his combine performance. Cause even when you look at the throw, like the throwing drills where he's having to like throw these like out routes, like, like when he missed, it's not like it was like a crazy bad miss. Mm -hmm. And I think every scout at the combine knew going in like, Hey, this guy's a raw passer. Like we can't really expect to see like pinpoint accuracy from him at the combine. And so I don't think that like, even when he wasn't super accurate, I don't feel like that hurt him at all. Yeah, well, I think he was so good. It's like, I, I thought in, in the throwing drills alone, he was clearly better than some of the lower tier guys like Stetson Bennett, um, Jaron Hall, Clayton Toon, um, Max Duggan, those kind of quarterbacks. Like, yeah. it was, I was like, okay, this guy's different. Like, the arm strength, yeah. I think the accuracy was really good. Um, during the throwing drills. Um, yeah. and you can't take too much away from the throwing drills at the combine because, you know, they're throwing, I mean, you're against, throwing air, against air. Like, but still, I thought he looked good. And all the guys who are projected to be, like, the top five quarterbacks taken off the board, like, separated themselves. Like, they oh, looked different than the guys like Stetson Bennett, Jaron Hall. I'm not even going to so. lie to you, though. I thought Stetson Bennett had a pretty good combine. Oh, no. Yeah. I, I, okay, 
just me personally, I do not like Stetson Bennett. Um, I'm a Georgia Tech fan. Yeah. So already just not a huge fan of him because of what he's done to my team in the past. Um, just like various reports that I've seen about like his character. I, I'm not a huge Stetson Bennett guy. Um, but he did kind of impress me at the combine. Yeah. I considered putting him in my in my top three, but I just couldn't bring myself to do yeah. it. Yeah, Bennett looked good, too, in the drills. I just meant purely from, like, a physical standpoint. Oh, for sure, yeah. Bennett's, like, like super small. Yeah, it, it's just, like, the physical the physical tools combined with the accuracy, yeah. accuracy I thought was really good from Anthony Richardson. I'll go ahead and move on to my second guy, um, which is Jack Campbell, linebacker from Iowa. Um, he destroyed the combine. Dude, he tested so well. And it's also, like everybody expected him to test poorly. Like, I feel like that's the thing. Like he has phenomenal tape Mm. and everything, like all the concerns were just like, Oh, he's like, um, you know, average to below average athlete. Like he's not one of these like freak athletes that you see at the top of every draft in terms of like linebackers. Cause you had like your Devin whites, your Micah Parsons, now Micah Parsons is an edge rusher now in the NFL. But you know, those guys who are like, uber talented athletes mm. where like Jack Campbell is not that guy, but I feel like, like his combine was insane. What? Let's hear those numbers. Yeah. So he measured in at uh, six, four and a half, two forty nine, um, which is great. 249 pounds. Both yeah. are great numbers for a linebacker. Had 10, uh, 10.25 inch hands. Really that's good. Pretty, yeah. And good. 31.875 uh, arms. Um, like I said earlier, not sure what the arm length looks like for linebackers, but um, big hands, and he's just a huge dude. Um, his explosion testing grades were great. Had a 37 and a half inch vertical, a 10 foot eight inch broad. Both um, the vertical is 91st percentile. The broad jump is um, around uh, almost 98th percentile, just under that. Um, he was a little slow in terms of his 40 yard dash. Had a 46540, which is um, 79th percentile. Still good, not elite, but the 10 yard split was great. Had a 159 10-yard split, which is 87th percentile. And then his agility testing scores were great. Oh, they were insane. Had a 424 shuttle, which is um, 82nd percentile, but the three cone was historically good. Had a 674 three cone, which is 98th percentile. He, he I, I think, like, he was already had incredible tape, mm-hmm. and now he comes in as an elite athlete. He's has a chance to be the top line top linebacker off the board now. Um, I think it's probably going to be either him or Drew Sanders. I feel, yeah. like, I feel like those are guys that I hear at the top a lot. I think maybe so. Trenton Simpson. Yeah, but Jack like- Campbell's tape combined with his performance at the combine, like I think Campbell's could easily be the top linebacker off the board now, and I could see him being a first round pick. I think he's. I yeah. I think he should be the first linebacker taken. I to me, he's the best linebacker in the class. Simpson's like probably got more versatility mm. and he did test really well too. Like Trenton Simpson, the yeah. linebacker from Clemson. Uh, he tested really well too. I think he ran a four, four, three, um, which was honestly, it was like expected. So like, I don't feel like it's as like impressive as Jack Campbell where you expected him to go in and like, eh, you know, he's average, but mm. like he went in and like lit it up at the combine. So yeah, I could see him maybe slipping into the back half of the first round. I think it's probably still more realistic for him to be a second rounder. Cause I just think, the NFL like values traits so much. Mm-hmm. And like, although he had a great combine, like Simpson still has the edge on him on like athleticism. And even like Drew Sanders probably does too. Just like on 
ceiling. Mm -hmm. So I just could still see those guys going ahead of him. Yeah. Um, but I don't know. It's, it's not really a great linebacker class. It's really not. So I could also just see no linebackers going in the first round. Yeah, I, I agree. I, I could see no line, no linebackers going in the first round. Um, I, I personally don't know a ton about the linebackers. I haven't done like a deep dive into them yet. Um, but Jack Jack Campbell is a guy that popped off the screen in terms of his production. Oh yeah. And now he's an elite athlete, so he's a guy I'm very interested in. Mm-hmm. And now I'll I'll finish off with my third guy I wanted to talk about, and that is Darnell Washington, tight end out of Georgia. Um, he was a guy that. I thought was very interesting coming into the combine yeah. because he wasn't very productive at Georgia because he's playing alongside Brock Bowers. Yeah, I mean, is, Brock Bowers is the best tight end in college football. Yeah. I mean, yeah, Darnell was not even the best tight end on his team. So he wasn't super productive, but we know that production isn't the most important thing for tight ends. Oh, not at all. It doesn't, at, it almost doesn't matter. Yeah, like it matters a little bit, but athletic testing matters a lot Way more. more. And there are certain metrics that matter a lot. Like, yards per reception matters a good bit. Yeah. And Darnell Washington looks really good. Like, his yards per reception this season and for his career are really good. So I thought, hey, if this guy tests off the charts, like, th- like I could see him being one of the top tight ends in this class. Like, in my in my view. Um, I have been concerned about the lack of production, but, like, if he tests off the charts, I would be fine with him being one of the top tight ends. Uh, off the board this year, and dude just absolutely killed it at the combine. Measured in 6'7", 264 pounds, 11-inch hands, 34-inch arms. Yeah, Those measurables across the board are remarkable. Yeah, he's massive. Massive tight end. And then he had elite athleticism. Had a a 10-2 broad jump, which was 91st percentile. Let me actually, I don't have his RES card pulled up. Uh, yeah. Right now, let me pull it up real quick. Um, he may not have done the forty yard. Or sorry, no, he did. He did not the forty yard dash. The um, the vertical, because I did not have that written down. I think no, he, he, no, he did because it was kind of like he did. It was just it wasn't low. Great. He had a thirty one inch vertical, which is thirty eighth percentile. Yeah, it's not, not very, very good. good. Um, but the broad jump was great. Um, ninety first percentile. Then he had a four six four forty, which is ninetieth percentile. Yeah, that's really and good. at his and, weight, I mean, he's like six seven. What is he? Two eighty. Um, two sixty four. Oh, okay. He's oh, he's smaller than I thought. But like at that weight, running a four six four. Yeah, no, that's still really good. Is insane. I thought he was in like at least the two seventies. I didn't realize he was like two sixty four. Mm. Okay. Nice in the two sixties. Also had a great ten yard split, one six one ten yard split, which is eighty ninth percentile. Didn't do a didn't run a three cone, but he ran a twenty yard shuttle, and uh had a four oh eight shuttle, which is ninety eighth percentile. The speed and the agility at his size. Mm-hmm. Is remarkable. Oh, yeah. And, like, I thought, like, and his production as a blocker was really good in college. Um, And, like I said earlier, he wasn't super productive at Georgia. There are reasons for that. But he's such a good athlete. And when you watch him in the drills, it's so clear that this guy is a special player. Um, He can block. I think he has all the physical tools in the world to be a really good receiver in the NFL. I like Darnell Washington. Not sure I would take him in the first round right now. I don't um, think there's any chance that he gets out of the first round now. I would have to I would have to do more research about him yeah. to feel comfortable saying he's a first round pick. But he should definitely be picked in the first two rounds. I I'm not concerned that much about, about the lack of production. He's a freak athlete. Um and you have to you have to consider that, that production 
is not the most important thing for tight ends. Athleticism is, and there are certain um, certain metrics that matter in terms of, of production, and don't know Washington is really good in those areas. I like Washington a lot. Um, I think he has the potential to be a a dominant tight end in the NFL. Yeah. Now his his twenty yard shuttle is kind of crazy because like not not only was it first among tight ends at the mm. combine, it was third out of everyone who did it at the combine. Yeah, like the only two people that were ahead of him in the twenty yard shuttle were Jackson Smith and Jigba from wide receiver from Ohio State, who's like just a freaky good slot like receiver. He's got quick feet. Like he was gonna do phenomenal. And then Julius Brents, who's a super athletic corner from Kansas State. Mm-hmm. And, like, both of those guys are sub 200 pounds. And Darnell is, like, 270. And was, you know, had the third highest 20-yard shuttle out of all athletes at the Combine. Yeah. And I'm he didn't do the three-cone, which is okay. Because agility drills aren't that important for tight ends. Um, really, for tight ends, you want to look for, like, the explosiveness and the speed. And Darnell Washington has that. Um, I think the vertical is low because he's 264 pounds at 6'7". So I'm not that worried about the vertical. Um, I think it's pretty clear and pretty obvious that he's explosive and fast and he's massive. It is unfortunate because his vert is the worst among all tight ends that did it. Yeah, I'm not that concerned. He's just big. Like, he's a big dude. Yeah, he's heavy. Yeah, um, and I mentioned that he looked amazing in drills. There are some other guys that I thought we had to bring up talking about winners there were there were a lot of guys who killed it at the combine um not not a ton of guys that performed poorly um so there were some other notable performances at this year's combine starting off with nolan smith who is a small edge rusher but has elite explosiveness and elite speed he he just crushed it at the combine oh yeah um he looked really really good and i think he is a lock to go inside the top 20 this year um, even in a very strong edge rush class, um, even if he doesn't go top twenty, he's going first round, guaranteed, in yeah, my opinion. With those, I mean, with those numbers that he put up at the combine, I mean, four three nine forty is insane. That's like first among, I guess they listed him at um, defensive in, or D yeah. line at the combine, which I mean, like he is an edge rusher. Like I just the NFL is so dumb with that man. He's I more, wish he's more of an like, outside linebacker. Yeah. I wish they would kind of um, like change the way that they classify guys at the combine. Mm. Like they should classify it into like edge, interior D line, and like off the ball linebacker to me. Yeah. But anyways, he's so he's an edge. It was first among like defensive ends at the combine um, with four three nine. Ten yard split was a one five two, which is elite. Mm-hmm. Um, his vertical was a forty one and a half inch vert, like dude insane um his broad jump actually wasn't even the best of the combine Mm. he um it was a 10 foot 8 inch broad the guys that beat him so he was tied or he was i know i know one of them is byron young byron young with an 11 11 foot broad and then will mcdonald was tied for first with an 11 foot this is just a nat like both of those guys are edge rushers oh yeah this is a a freaky athletic or a a freaky edge rusher group Mm -hmm. this year yeah he didn't do the three cone he didn't do the the 20 yard shuttle either 
Yeah, he he and he said going into the combine, he was only gonna do he was only gonna measure and um his, do measurements like height, weight, hand size, arm length, yeah. and he was only gonna do the um the explosion drills like vertical broad jump and and the forty yard dash. Yeah. Um, and another guy I wanted to mention. There's a few guys like Byron Young, um, came in really small, um, but had historically great um scores in terms of his explosion and his speed like had a 38 inch vertical which is in the 96th percentile had a 11 foot broad jump which is 99th percentile had a 44340 which is 99th percentile and a 163 10 yard split which is 86th percentile yeah really good numbers across the board um i i'm gonna look real quick to see where he ranks on nfl mock draft database he ranks among edge rushers um, he ranks 101, and that's gonna go up, I think, with those numbers. Mm-hmm. Um, he had a great combine. Uh, I had to, I had to mention an offensive lineman at some point, and there's a dude from BYU who oh. murdered the combine, yeah. and that is uh BYU offensive tackle Blake Freeland. It was insane, man. He's a a tall tackle at. Uh, almost six. He's kind of lanky too. He he's like skinny. sub three hundred pounds. Isn't he's he? three hundred two. Uh, okay, three hundred two pounds. But um, he's big. Got big hands, long arms. Uh, th- um, not not have thirty four inch arms, but his arms are thirty three point eight seventy five inches. And he had a thirty seven inch vertical, which is in the 99th percentile. I had read somewhere where that was the combine record for tackles. Yeah. But uh, according to RAS, that's not the case. So I don't know. Um, what the case is with that, but his broad jump was 10 feet, which is in the 99th percentile. His 10, his 40 yard dash was 498, 94th percentile. His 10 yard split, 168, 98th percentile. And his three cone, which matters a lot for offensive tackles, was a 746, 90th percentile. Yeah. This dude's a freak athlete. 10 yard split and three cone is massive for offensive line. Yeah. Those are like the two drills and like bench a little bit, I guess. Yeah, bench matters. Sort of. uh, let me look. I didn't. I went over his bench. He didn't he, bench. He didn't bench. Yeah, he didn't bench. Now, he's also super lank. He's got those long arms, so, like, you know, I don't know that he would have done that great in the bench. Um, yeah. But, like, a sub, like, 1-7, 10-yard split is, like, insane for an O-lineman. Like, the ideal, like, where you're like, that's a good time for a for a 10 yard split for an O lineman, I think is, I think one seven five, like around there really is like, yeah, that's like a- anything like under one eight is like, okay, that's good. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, another guy I wanted to mention, um, Julius Brant's corner from Kansas state. Yes. Corner from Kansas state. Um, big corner measured in just under six, three, 198 pounds, um, has 9.625 inch hands. Um, and 34-inch arms, so a massive frame. Killed it in terms of explosion, 41.5-inch vertical, which is 98th percentile. Had an 11-foot, uh, 6-inch broad, which is 99th percentile. Did have a slower 40, 4-5-3-40, uh, which is in the 57th percentile. But his agility grades were great. Had a 405 shuttle, which is 90th percentile, and a 6-6-3-3 cone, which is 97th percentile. So although he is a slower corner... He's elite everywhere else in terms of size, explosiveness, and agility, um, which is awesome. And he had an, a relative athletic score of 9.82, yeah, which is crazy. Honestly, I felt like with the corners, you could just like throw a dartboard at like 
a li- like throw a dart at like a dartboard full of like a list of corner names. Yeah. Like any of those guys would be like, oh, they had a great combine. Yeah, there's a lot like of corners did. Maybe like there there is a couple guys, and we'll talk about one of them in just a little bit mm. that did not have great combines at corner, but most of the corners were like really impressive. Yeah, the corner the corner group performed really well at the combine. Yeah, another guy. We have two more guys. Uh, other guys I wanted to mention: Bryce Ford of Wheaton, receiver, West Virginia, measured in at six four, two hundred and twenty one pounds, nine point three seven five inch hands, uh, thirty three and a half inch arms, had a forty one inch vertical, which is in the, um about the ninetieth percentile, had a ten foot nine inch broad, which is ninety fourth percentile. Had a four three eight forty yard dash yeah. as a six four two hundred and twenty one pound receiver, which is insane. And that forty is just is around the ninety six percentile. Um, had a one five four ten yard split, which is about the eighty eighth percentile. Um, didn't uh, you know have elite agility drills, but had a four fifteen shuttle, eighty first percentile, and a six nine seven three cone, which is sixty third percentile. Just a freak athlete at receiver, and he is. At the back end of the draft, according to NFL Mock Draft Database. Yeah. And he's probably going to jump up a little bit because um, he was ranked in the 200s last time I checked. Yeah. And he still is. Right now, he's ranked at 241. I mean, he's not like, he was not like a super productive yeah, he player in college at all. He wouldn't. But that, that combine testing is really good. Um, and at his size, like the explosiveness and the speed is really impressive. So I wanted to give him a shout out. And then one last guy, we have Zach Kuntz. A, is it Kuntz? I think it's Kuntz. Yeah. Zach Kuntz, uh, tied in out of Old Dominion. Um, he lit up the combine. Um, his numbers were crazy. He's a massive tight end, 6'7", 255 pounds, has 10.25-inch um, hands, a 34-inch 34, 34 arms, um, had, a, uh, had 23 reps on the bench, which is great. Um, had a 40-inch vertical, which is 99th percentile. Had a 10-foot, 8-inch broad, which is 98th percentile. Had a 4-5-5 40-yard dash, which is 97th percentile. Had a 1-5-7 10-yard split, 96th percentile. And then his agility grades, crazy. 4-12 shuttle, 96th percentile. And a 6-8-7-3 cone, 95th percentile. Just a freak athlete, and he had an RAS score of 10. Just a monster performance for Zach uh, Koontz at the combine. Oh, yeah. Yeah, pretty insane. So now I guess we'll we'll shift to talking about some guys that we were disappointed in, which yeah. honestly, like, weren't looking many. over the results, there weren't that many guys that, like, had bad combines. Yeah. So I'll go ahead and start um, with a big-name guy, actually, Jordan Addison, wide receiver from uh, USC, former Bolitnikoff winner when he was at Pittsburgh with Kenny Pickett at his cor- as his quarterback. Uh, he was just like really disappointing. Um, he was so I guess we'll just start like he he was small. He weighed in at 171 pounds, which is really light. I mean, like yeah, like bad. Um, and he was under six foot, which is, I mean, his height really, I didn't even think was that bad. I, f- I feel like that was around what was expected. He was 5'11". Yeah, I was um, hoping he would get to like 6'1", but like, I feel that, like would a, just be, yeah. that was just that was just like me, like just like hoping like he would be big yeah. at 171. Well, and then like, 
so you're hoping that he's gonna honestly his looking back at it like his 40 wasn't that bad he, it's not he bad, ran a 449 like a 449 at 171 yeah. and 171 pounds that's just like and and speed is part of his game like that's one thing that i was really impressed with watching him i'm like all right this dude is a, a is a good athlete like he he's got nice speed and i think a lot of this too like we don't have access to any of this but like NFL teams are going to have access to like GPS tracking. Yeah. So, I mean, we're kind of probably within the next, I would guess like five years, we're going to get to a point where the combine almost doesn't matter. Right. Especially like the 40, because <laughs> all of these college football teams are implementing GPS tracking, like, like into like GPS tracking technology to like send to NFL teams. And so mm-hmm. NFL teams can see like, Oh, this guy's really fast with pads on. I don't care what kind of forty he ran. So, I, I I don't know. I'd be interested to see like if he's like f- like faster on the field. I guess. Yeah, no, that's that's completely fair. And we know and we know that the forty yard dash is not super important for receivers in general. Sure, but it does matter a little bit. And I think. Like, you ha- when you're looking at the 40, you have to consider the play style of the receiver. Like, if the receiver is a slot guy who's a route-running savant, like Jackson, Jackson Smith, Smith and Jigba, Jigba sure. who killed it at the combine. We didn't even mention him. Yeah. He killed it. But a guy like Kemp, like, he, we know that, that Jackson Smith and Jigba is not super fast, but he killed it in the agility drills. Yeah. And we know he's an elite route-runner, like, and, and he was super explosive. We know that Jackson Smith and Jigba is a good athlete. Um, may not have great long speed, but he can run routes. He's agile. He's explosive. I'm not worried about him. Jordan Addison wasn't that explosive at the combine. Wasn't super fast. And at his weight, like, he's just going to have to be such a good route runner that his combine performance is like, he's, like the level of skill he's going to have to have at the NFL level to overcome his athleticism is going to have, is going to be crazy. Like, he's going to have to be, like, Devontae Smith, yeah. who's another guy who was lighter um, and had a 40 time that was similar to this. But Devontae Smith played bigger than he was, was great in 50-50 situations, was an elite route runner. And he handled contact okay in college. And yeah, I Devontae just, I just don't just, think Jordan Addison is Devontae Smith. Devontae Smith was just, like, a phenomenal prospect. Like, yeah. Jordan Addison is good. But he's not Devontae Smith, like, not even close. I love Addison. I really like his tape. Yeah. But, God, like, he's he's small, and now I'm like, okay, he may not be a great athlete. It's like... Well, my ugh. thing, too, is that I had really hoped, like, I thought he could go into this week and kind of emerge as, like, the favorite to be the first receiver. Because I was... Yeah, this receiver class is really weird. Yeah, like it's so weird. There's not really like a clear cut number one guy. There's honestly not even a clear cut like top five guys. Yeah. Like everybody, it just kind of depends on what you like. Everybody's super small, except for like Quentin Johnston and like some a few other guys that are probably like later round players. Um, and so like all the the top end guys besides Quentin Johnston are like smaller receivers. Mm-hmm. Um. And so, like, I just really thought Addison had a chance to go into the combine and, like, have a good 40, just, like, test really well. Yeah. And, like, teams would be like, okay, yeah, he might be receiver one. Yeah. But now I think, I mean, 
there's a chance he's like ends up being receiver like three or four now. Yeah, and I will say like a four four nine forty is really good. It's like in the seventy seventh percentile, um, so it's good and like sure. that's fast. But at his weight, it's a little disappointing. And I'm more yeah. disappointed by the explosion testing. Like oh yeah, a thirty four sure. inch vertical it's and a ten foot two inch not ideal. Jump, like those are just really low for a guy I thought was athletic on tape. Yeah, and the broads like I think like average for. Yeah, it's uh, 68th percentile, so it's like above average. A little above average. I was just really hoping to see him test really well in, in terms of explosion. Yeah, I wish he had done the agility drills. I think that could have helped him a little yeah, bit. Yeah, and I'm assuming he'll do that at his pro day. Yeah. And then I'm assuming he'll run a 40 at his pro day. Probably. Get that up. Um, but, yeah, just and, – and, you know, I, I, I'm I scared of small receivers. Yeah. And especially small receivers who kind of play small. And I feel like Jordan Addison is that. And that's a lot of receivers in this class with that mold. Um, and the fact, and and when I see receivers who are small and play small, I really like for them to be really good athletes. And I didn't see that with Jordan Addison. So I'm a little bit concerned. Uh, I will say Jordan Addison is good. Um, but this is concerning. No, I agree. I agree. Um, so my next guy that I was a little disappointed in, and I almost feel like this is kind of like scraping the bottom of the barrel here. Because, like, there really weren't a lot of guys that had bad combines. Um, Now, this is a guy that I think could have been, like, maybe back half of the second round, third round pick. And I think there's still a good chance that he could be. But that's Tank Bigsby, the running back from Auburn. Another one of your your Tigers. Um, He was just... I heard a lot about him going into the combine where a lot of people expected him to just, like be a really good tester and run a good 40, just do really well in explosion drills. And he just kind of was underwhelming. Mm-hmm. None of, none of like his testing was even bad necessarily. It was just all like average to like a, a little above average. Like he measured in at five foot 11 to 10. That's, that's solid. Mm-hmm. That's very solid. Um, but like, he ran a four five six. I, I was kind of disappointed in that. I thought he might run in the four fours. Um, now his ten yard split was actually one of the better ones. He is a one five four ten yard split, which is really good. Yeah. Um, but that four five six was kind of disappointing for the forty. And then like a thirty two and a half inch vert is not good. It's yeah. just really unfortunate. And then he had like a uh almost almost ten foot broad. It was just a little under. It was a nine foot. 11 inch broad. Yeah. It's just like, I just kind of expected more from him going in. Now I think, I don't know how much that really changes his stock. Uh, I was just like personally disappointed. Yeah. It's funny. He didn't even perform bad. It's just like an average performance at the combine. Yeah. Um, and I'm looking at his RAS card. 210 pounds is apparently 56 percentile. Somehow. I don't really understand that. Like how? How is that average? <laughs> yeah. Um, I just thought that was crazy. But, yeah, and, and there were some running backs that had a really strong performance. Oh, yeah. Like, like John Robinson, Robinson killing it. Jameer Gibbs, Jameer Gibbs had a great combine. Keaton I, Mitchell was really good from ECU. I really wish that Bigsby would have done the agility drills because yeah. I think he's a really agile. I think his change of direction is really good, and I would have liked for him to put that on display. And if he did and tested well, like he could have reached like an eight RAS, yeah, which would have been. I good. think that would have been good for him. Um, and, and we mentioned we've mentioned this already. There weren't a lot of guys who performed poorly at the combine. Yeah. So like the fact that Tank Bigsby is on this list, 
really isn't about him. I feel like it's more of like there really weren't that many bad performances. Yeah, in the no, combine. I agree. Um, I do feel like he's probably going into the combine. He was probably like RB four at best. Yeah, and I think it's probably about the same. I don't know that much has changed for him, even after like a just average combine yeah. performance. Well, this is a unbelievable running back. Career. Oh yeah, it's, it's one crazy. of the it's there, one there, of the best are, like, had in a long time. Like the last running back class that I remember being this good was like uh, was it twenty eighteen? Yeah, where you had like Barkley. Was that the same year where it was like everybody in that class ended up being good? Or that might have been twenty seventeen. I actually 2017 think that's 2017. Was insane. I think 2017 is the year I'm talking about. Yeah. Yeah. Well, there was like a, a, a you know, multiple years in a row, like 2016, 2017, 2018. Yeah. And then 2019, where there was like an elite running back prospects coming out every year. Yeah. We had Christian McCaffrey. 17. Yeah. 17 is the year I was thinking of because 17 was like yeah. McCaffrey, McCaffrey, Fournette, Fournette, mm-hmm. Cook, mm-hmm. Kamara. Mm-hmm. Wait, was Kamara that year? I, I think, think he it was, was the year before. No, I think he was or that was year. It? I think he was, was 2017 because Aaron Jones was in that class too. Yeah. It was like it was just like a stat. And like the year before Zeke came out. Yeah. And then in 2018, Saquon, Saquon. came out. In 2019, Jonathan Taylor came out. Yeah. And in 2018. No, 2019. 2019. 2019, right? Or yeah. Was he 2020. He was actually he 2020. actually was 2020. Yeah. Um. Yeah, like 2020, you had like Jonathan Taylor, who looking back, I underrated him so much. Yeah. I look at the numbers now, and I'm like, <laughs> like, he was really, really good. Yeah. He was really, really good. And I remember, like, over the last couple of years, I've heard fantasy guys, like, they talk about running back prospects, and they always compare them to Jonathan Taylor. And I was like, really? Was he really that good? And you look at the numbers, and it's like, yeah. Like, oh, I yeah. just massively underrated him. Yeah, no, um, he's good. Yeah. He's um, good. Is, are those, those are your three guys? I got one more you guy. Got one more? I got one more guy. And this is kind of a, a cheat a little bit, because uh, this guy didn't actually do anything at the combine. He opted to oh. not work out. I was, I was like, wait, who's your third guy? I forgot. Yeah, he he opted to not work out. But my third guy who is was disappointing uh, is actually Bryce Young, the quarterback from Alabama. Um, and it's because there there are pretty much like a consensus like four guys who are like locks to be first round quarterbacks and that's Bryce Young from Alabama, CJ Stroud from Ohio State, um Anthony Richardson from Florida and Will Levis from Kentucky. And Stroud, Richardson and Levis all worked out at the combine and they all killed it. Like they all looked really good. And so I just think that hurts Bryce Young because he also now there was also rumors like not even rumors. It was just like he probably played like at under 180 this year mm-hmm. at Alabama. Now he did come into the combine like I don't know how he did it. He came into the combine at like 205. Yeah. Like which I I just don't think is a fair representation of like what he's going to play at. But so I think that helped him. He didn't hurt himself with the size necessarily. Everybody knew he was going to be small. Like, there was no, oh, I think he's going to be one. Like, nobody was saying that. Everybody thought he was going to be, like, 5'11", 5'10", maybe even shorter. And yeah. he came in at a little over 5'10", and, like, 205 pounds, which is, you know, I think that was ideal for him. But he didn't work out, which 
hurt him because Levis, Stroud, and Richardson, I mean, Richardson, we talked about, had a historic combine. And then Stroud and Levis both threw super well during the drills. And so I just felt like pre-combine, all the mocks and analysts, like almost unanimously, Bryce Young would be the first quarterback taken. And now you're seeing a lot more like, oh, maybe Stroud, maybe Anthony Richardson based off that combine. Like, it, I just don't think it's guaranteed that Bryce Young is the first quarterback taken anymore. Yeah, I I always thought it was a mistake for him not to throw. Yeah. Um, because as good as Bryce Young is, I've always had questions about his physical tools and not just his, hot, his size. I know a lot of people have talked about his size a lot and how he is historically small, and it's true. I mean, I know he weighed in at over 200 pounds at the combine. That's not the weight he played at. Um, and, and me personally, I'm not. I'm just not sure how much his weight is going to matter at the next level. He's a great passer, but he's not an elite runner. He's not. He doesn't have elite arm strength. He is really small, and because of that, I w- I really thought he should have gone out there at the combine. And taken the number one, the QB one spot, and no, been I like, agree. and been like, I'm better than all of y'all, and I'm gonna go take it. I agree, and I feel like people keep like comparing it to like Kyler Murray, mm-hmm. but he's not. Kyler yeah. Murray was a, I'm not gonna say considerably, not considerably, but Kyler Murray was a better prospect than Bryce is. No, he was considerably better in my in my opinion. Sure, Kyler was. Kyler was an Kyler elite is one of the runner. best prospects yeah. that we've seen in a long time. Kyler was an elite runner and. I mean, he just, he was like the complete package, but he was small. But here's the thing about Kyler. Like, you look at Kyler compared to Bryce Young. Kyler's thick. Oh, he's like, thick. He's sturdy. Like, Kyler came in, I don't know what Kyler weighed in at the combine, but whatever he weighed in at the combine was probably relatively accurate to what he played at. Mm. Bryce came into the combine about 25 pounds heavier from what he played at. Like, <laughs> I just don't. I don't know. I have a lot of questions about Bryce. I think he's good. I just don't know that he should be the first quarterback taken. It's hard. It, his evaluation is so hard because the film is so good. Mm-hmm. And you look at the production, like his advanced PFF numbers are really, really good. Oh, PFF loves him. They're really, really good. Um, he's a great player, but the the, phys, the lack of physical tools does scare me. Mm-hmm. So it's an interesting evaluation. I actually have a like a, a model that looks at uh, production, combine measurements, draft age, draft capital. And I've been thinking about Bryce Young and whether or not I'm gonna, you know, keep his combine weight. And I don't think I am. No, nah, I wouldn't. I'm think I'm thinking I'm gonna put it in as like one eighty or one ninety yeah. max. I'm not gonna keep it in at two hundred. And that's just not what he played at, and that's not, not what he's going to play at. I mean, yeah, it's just it's it's a weird evaluation. Yeah, it's hard. Um, but that, those are your three guys. Yeah, those are my three guys. Let's jump into yours. Yeah, I'll I'll jump into the three guys I was disappointed in. Starting off with what a and this might actually be one of the worst performances of the combine. I say that respectfully. Sure. Like this guys, yeah. th- these are all great athletes, but we're comparing these guys to like other elite athletes. And I got to start off with Clark Phillips, the second corner from um, Utah. Utah? Yeah, from okay. Utah. Uh, uh, Clark Phillips, the second corner from Utah. Man, what a rough combine. Um, he's really small, 5'9", 184. Uh, both of those numbers are really small for a corner. Also has 9.125-inch uh, hands. Not bad. Um, 
does have short arms, though. Yeah, what'd you say you weighed in at? Uh, 184 pounds. Okay, that's better than... And then he had uh, 29.125 inch arms. Mm. Arm length is really important for corners, and that's really 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 short. Um, So that's one thing that worries me. Did have 18 reps on the bench. Unfortunately, the bench doesn't really matter for corners. Mm-hmm. Um, had a 33-inch vertical, which is 27th percentile. Yeah, that's so brutal. Had a 4.5140, which is 65th percentile. It's not even bad. It's just the fact that he's so small yeah. and did poorly and everything else. You would hope that he could make up with that with like some speed, mm-hmm. and he was just kind of like a little above average. Yeah, and then after that, well, he did have a good 10-yard split. I okay. will say that. Had a 151 10-yard split. Oh, that's very solid. Percentile. Yeah, that's really good. Really good. And, and at this point, it's like, all right, maybe he'll kill it in the agility drills and just look like a smaller uh, slot corner. Nope. He can be really effective in that role. Had a, it ran the shuttle, 432 shuttle, which is 37th percentile. Just a really disappointing combine from Clark Phillips. Do you have his snap count? Can you find that? Uh, I can, if you want to uh, stall for a second. I am pretty sure that he played a majority of the snaps at Utah at outside corner. Like, he did not like his oh, tape. I can, I can look at his that. tape is not slot corner from what I remember. Um, so that's what concerns me about him is that like he measured in small, but it's almost like you don't have any tape of him at slot corner and his agility drills were bad too. So you can't really project him at slot corner. It's just like, yeah, I, I really am interested to see what his snap count is because I think it was like mainly at outside corner. I don't think he played a lot of slot at all. Yeah, and it's kind of like the projecting guys like in what role they're gonna play at corner, like slot or outside. It's kind of hard because just because you don't play a certain role in college doesn't mean you can't. Sure, yeah, but but with hit, but, but with agility drills is like a big part of playing slot corner. Like you, yeah. you need to have some agility, and he was like very, very poor. It's yeah. just I don't know, like from the limited amount that I've seen of him, he his tape does look good and he was productive in college. It's just like, I'm pretty sure he mainly played outside corner in college. Yeah. I don't think I'm going to, I don't think I have the numbers. Okay. And I don't think I'm, I'm able to look at it. Oh, that's too bad. Yeah. Unfortunately. But yeah. Don't take my word for it. Go watch him for yourself. Yeah. And, and he was a guy that I was kind of interested in. Like he intrigued me. Um, I'm looking for his numbers. I thought, like I thought it was pretty productive. Yeah. In college. I'm looking. This corner class is so deep. Yeah, I feel. God. I think he had like six interceptions like last year. Yeah, like he had a PFF grade of 85 this year. Yeah, had pretty good production. Um, and then he comes into the combine and does and does what he did, and it's yeah. just like, man, I just, I just have a hard time buying into a guy who is that small and lacks explosion and agility. Um, you know, at that size, he's probably going to be a slot corner and probably unable to play boundary corner in the NFL. Um, so you're really looking for like explosion and agility. Yeah. And he just didn't have it. So, yeah. So I, I, yeah, I feel like he was potentially like a fringe first round guy going into. Yeah. And he's not getting drafted first round now. He probably doesn't get, I don't think he gets drafted first two rounds now. I think he may go back into the second round but i think he's more likely a third round guy now which is really unfortunate for him because honestly like if he went in and had like he didn't even have to have a good combine like he could have come in and like at least just been average at everything Mm -hmm. like and probably been a first rounder Mm -hmm. you know at least like a relatively early second round pick yeah my next guy is someone i'm even more disappointed in 
Um, and that's Keishon Butte. Uh, I'm gonna say Butte. I've heard that it's pronounced Booty. Um, I'm not gonna call this man Booty on my podcast. Yeah. I mean, he was kind of Booty at the combine. <laughs> yeah, he, he, that's actually facts. Um, and it all starts out with his size. He is 5'11", 195 pounds. Yeah. Like, I, I thought he was going to be way bigger than that. Or maybe I'm not gonna way I'm going to be bigger. honest, like, I wasn't disappointed just because I had no expectation for him. Because, like, his his whole, like, draft process has been a roller coaster ride. Because yeah. there was, <laughs> there was a, an incident um, where... Has it been confirmed? I don't know that it's been confirmed. Because we might not might not want to say it if it hasn't been confirmed. Okay, you can look it up for yourself if you don't know it. Just look up, like, Keishon Butte LSU coaching staff incident. You'll find something. There's look, potentially a major off-the-field issue with him. <laughs> yeah, there was potentially a, a, a pretty big scandal. Um, <laughs> that no one's talking about. Nobody's talking <laughs> about. And from what I've heard, like, it was the reason... So basically after the season, he said he was coming back to LSU Mm -hmm. and then like kind of weirdly like changed his mind. And from what I have read, the rumors and such, um, this incident is the reason that he decided to go ahead and go into the draft because he was going to get kicked off of LSU's team. Mm -hmm. Um, So you can, you know, take that with a grain of salt. Nothing has been confirmed <laughs> that I've seen. Yeah. But there is definitely rumors of a pretty severe incident. So that happened. And then um, you had like just a not good combine from him. Plus a like really bad lack of production this year at LSU. Yeah. Because like he was expected to be there like easy wide receiver one like he was going to be a really good college football receiver and then like I feel like after the first game against Florida State he had like one catch on like maybe two targets or something like that and I remember he was like didn't he he put something on his like Instagram story or something after the first game like he was like mad at the coaches or whatever yeah and like there was a chance that he was leaving the team I feel like I heard like that was the yeah you're right and then like He's like, oh, okay, whatever. He's back with the team. And then he's just like unproductive. It's just, it was a really, really weird year for Kayshawn Boutte after like a solid year the year before. Yeah, his career has been weird. Had a really great freshman year, but was never really able to build off of that for the rest of his LSU career. Yeah. Um, and his performance at the combine was really weird. Um, like I said, measured in at 5'11", 195 pounds, which is smaller than I thought he would measure in at. He looks bigger on film. Um, has nine and a half inch hands, thirty one point three seven five inch arms, um, and, and but what really, really disappointed me was his explosion scores. Yeah, his vertical was twenty nine inches, and this is a guy on film who a massive part of his skill set is his athleticism and his ability to win with athleticism. And he came in and had a 29-inch vertical, yeah, which is really horrendous. It's in the fifth percentile. Really bad. His broad jump was uh, 9 feet 10 inches, which is uh, about 45th percentile. His 40 was fine, 4'5". At 195 pounds, like, that's pretty good. Um, that's 74th percentile. He had the worst um, vert among all receivers. Yeah, and then, and then his 10-yard split was 158. 66th percentile 
Um, and he didn't really improve upon that in the agility drills. Had a 425 shuttle, which is 61st percentile, and he didn't run a three cone. And I'm assuming he didn't run a three cone because he probably knew he wasn't going to do great. And this, all of this matters because Keishon Butte is a guy who wins with athleticism. Yeah. Like athleticism is a big part of his game. And when I watch him, I'm when I watch him play, I'm really intrigued because he he gives me, fl- he shows flashes or he reminds me of, and this is gonna sound blasphemous, but a ultra light like an ultra light version of Jamar Chase. And I'm not saying this just because he played at LSU, like. There are parts of his game that are really similar in his play style, the way he plays. Now, obviously, he's way less effective and way way less athletic. Um, and now we got a guy with a profile like he's he's kind of small, not not tiny, um, but not super big. He's also not have great speed. Has good speed, and you know, good speed for his weight, but not elite speed. Has poor explosion. He isn't. Very at isn't super agile. Was productive as a freshman, but wasn't really productive after that. And he has potential off the field issues. For me, I'm not. I wouldn't have Butte on my draft board. I'm yeah, just, I don't know what to make of. I was intrigued before the combine, and I thought if he performed well at the combine, I would be really in, like interested in him after round you one. You would take him off your board completely. You think? Yeah, I wouldn't. I'm not taking. I'd him. take a flyer on him. Like I w- well, it, it, if the if off the field issues it. are true, I'm not, I wouldn't take him just because of that. Sure, because there are, are a lot of guys in this draft that I wouldn't personally draft due to off the field issues. Um, and Butte, Butte, like if if. Um, these off the field issues are confirmed by NFL teams. Like I, I wouldn't draft them for that. Um, but now I'm not drafting them because I just don't think he's going to work out in the NFL. I just don't think he's good enough. I yeah. don't think he's athletic enough. Um, and the production worries me. As, no, yeah, as, as intriguing as the film is, I just there there are issues on film. The athleticism or lack thereof scares me. I'm just not interested in, in Butte. I'll I'll draft other receivers in this sure. class. No, I get it. Uh, last, lastly, I got uh, Nathaniel Dell or Tank. Tank Dell, as he's known as. Um, and Dell didn't have a bad combine. He really didn't. Um, wasn't it, it? Wasn't terrible. Uh, but like I said well, earlier, like, here's the thing: going into it, he was projected to run in like at like minimum the the like low four fours, like mm-hmm. potentially like in the four threes. I heard four threes. Yeah, I had heard that out. too. So it was really disappointed when he ran like a four five. What did he run? It was it a four five? A four four nine. Okay, is four, the four, official. Nine. So he measures in at five eight, one hundred and sixty five pounds, and we knew, we knew he was small. That's yeah, like that's we really knew small. he was going to be small going in. And you said one sixty six, one sixty five. Um, <laughs> and the data the data behind receivers who who are this small. It, it's really bad. Um, <laughs> like guys who are this size just don't really ever work yeah. out. Um, there's a reason why people were worried about Devontae Smith. Oh yeah, last year because like it's just we know that receivers who are this light really struggle in the NFL. Um, and he's small everywhere else. His hand size is really small, eight point six two five inch hands. His arm length is. 
okay, I think. Uh, 30 and a half inch arms. I think that's okay for a receiver. Didn't really, he did, really didn't do that many drills. Didn't do a vertical. His broad jump was 10 feet 1 inch, which is um, 63rd percentile. His 40-yard dash, 449. That's fast. Um, yeah, bro. I, I just think with his play style, he might... I think with his weight, I probably... I, I wish he would have ran, ran a bit faster. Yeah. I know this is off topic, but I was just looking it up because I was curious. He was only one pound lighter than Emmanuel Forbes, the corner from Mississippi yeah. State, yeah. who measured in at almost 6'2". Mm-hmm. <laughs> and he measured in at like almost 6'2", and like 166, and like tanks like 5'9", or 5'8". Yeah, yeah, that's wild. I yeah. thought about I thought about bringing up Forbes. Like, Forbes had a great the, combine. The problem is that like he had a great combine other than his weight. Yeah. But like... For some teams, that's gonna make him undraftable. Mm-hmm. Like one sixty six, not undraftable, but not like not first two rounds. Yeah, no, for sure. Um, Dale did have a good ten yard split, one four nine ten yard split, which is ninety eighth percentile. Well, that was also like third among receivers, so he did have like a that was like a really good. Yeah, that was one good split. athletic testing metric. Uh, did he do any agility drills? Which is weird. That's like one of his strengths. So did you? I guess you. Sure we can't pull up the snap count, but he also played a lot of outside at Houston. Uh, too. I actually can. You can't pull up the I snap d- count. I do. I do have um, for uh, receivers. I do have um, the snap counts. I don't have the snap counts, but I do have like how like what percentage of the routes okay, came cool, cool, cool. And, uh, from the slot and outside. Because so I, I feel like he played a lot of outside receiver at Houston. I like can't remember. I, I've watched him play a, a, a good amount. Um, yeah. And, and I think so. Well, he was re- like this year, he was really their only receiver. Oh, yeah. He was super productive, though, wasn't oh, he? Oh, yeah. Like ultra, ultra productive this year. Um, His numbers were crazy. Like he, he led the, res- the country in yeah. receiving yards this year. Um, I'm almost there. Let's go. Come on. Spreadsheet. Here we go. Let's load. Come on. Don't fail us now, Excel. Uh, yeah. It's Google Shades, but that's okay. My bad, my bad. I'm sorry. No, Didn't mean to disrespect. Where's he? Where's he? All right, I got him. There All right. Go. So he ran 67% of his routes this past season came from the slot. Okay. That's more than percent came out wide. But still, at his size, it's pretty no, crazy yeah, that like 32% yeah. of his uh, snaps were like outside. Yeah, like he's got to be a slot receiver yeah, in the I mean, NFL. Yeah, it kind of has to be. His film's good. Like, he's a good player. Yeah. Just, I, I think for a receiver um, at this size to be really good, to be yeah. worth taking in the first two rounds, they probably have to be an elite athlete. Um, maybe not have elite speed. Um, 449 is really good. Yeah. Good speed. Um, and I think they would at least have to have really elite explosion, uh, like a great vertical, great broad. And really good agility drills. And, you know, they didn't do agility drills and didn't do a vertical. So we have pretty limited data um, on him. Uh, But what he did do at the combine, just at his size, wasn't where it needed to be for where I think it had to be for him, for us to be confident that he'll succeed in the NFL. No, I agree. Yeah. I, I agree. So those are are my last two guys that that disappointed me at the combine. I mentioned going through the first round a little bit. Yeah. We don't have to go pick by pick. Yeah, for sure. We can just kind of go because we've, we've been going on for a little bit. Uh, but just wanted to like there was something we can look at the first round a little bit. Talk about the first round. Yeah. And the draft order and how it sets and how it's set up uh, right now. And just talking about a few things. So I'm I got Tankathon pulled up. Okay. At number one, 
they have Will Anderson going. Um, and I want to talk about what, what do you think the Bears should do at number one? What do you think they should do with the first pick? Should they trade it? Should they stick and pick? Or, um, yeah, like what do you think they yeah, should do with the first pick? I think a lot of what they do might depend on what happens with Jalen Carter. Mm-hmm. Uh, with the, the incident, the, the tragic um, loss of life, um, the Georgia staffer and the player, um, it's, you know, he allegedly was was racing with them when they got in a fatal car crash. Um, and so it kind of just depends on how that situation works out. To me, even if he is like... Um, exonerated or whatever you know like even if he he's didn't do anything i think that they probably still should try to trade out of the first pick because there's plenty of quarterback needy teams that are going to want to move up and so i think an ideal situation for them like would be to do like a double trade like that would be super awesome because they can get a big haul of picks where like they're fielding calls hopefully like in an ideal world the texans will want to trade up to one just to like jump everybody if they have a guy that they want. And so they could like trade down to two and get like a haul from the Texans and then also like trade down one more time either to four or nine or even like seven. I don't, I'm interested to see what the Raiders are going to do because Josh McDaniels just doesn't seem like the coach who's going to use a rookie. Um, I just feel like they're going to go like a veteran route probably. Yeah. But, um, yeah, so like the Colts, the Raiders, and the Panthers are three teams that I could see moving up after the Texans. So like a, a double trade down would be awesome for them. Um, I think that'd probably be the best scenario. Yeah, I agree. I think they should trade down. Um, I, I'm not sure how realistic uh, trading down twice will be. No, I agree. I, I don't know that it's super never realistic. I just... Um, it would be nice for them. I think the most ideal situation is they trade back to number two and then they trade back to number nine to get a massive hole. Oh yeah, no, I agree. That's kind of what I'm, what I would hope happens. Yeah, that's what I would do, or that's something I would be interested in if I were their GM. Um, I'm not picking at one. I'm trading back, getting as many picks as I can. The team yeah. is just really bad. Oh, it's so they do bad. have a lot of a lot of cap space, and if you trade back um, and get a huge haul of picks, you can really improve their team. Um, in regards to Jalen Carter, he's a guy. Now I don't. We don't know all of the information in regards to the case that he is involved with. But um, if I'm a GM, depending on what comes out of that out of that investigation, I'm probably not gonna. I'm probably gonna take Jalen Carter off my board. I think he's really good. Like I think he's one of the best defensive tackle prospects to come out in recent memory. But I'm just not interested in guys with off the field issues. So I would probably take Carter off my board. And at that point, if I'm the Bears... He's a Raider. <laughs> oh, for, yeah, legit. Like, he, he is built to be either a Seahawk or a Raider. Facts. Um, But, yeah, if, if I'm the Bears, I'm trying to trade out. Next question I have is about the quarterbacks. Yeah. So right now, Tankathon.com has Bryce Young going to the Texans. CJ Stroud going to the Colts at four. Um, and then Anthony Richardson going to the Raiders at seven. And Will Levis going to the Panthers at nine. Yeah, talk to me about the quarterbacks and what you think about about maybe not specifically about them. You can talk about that if you want, uh, but talk to me about where you think they're going to go on draft night. So, 
I think it's kind of up in the air right now. Mm. I I do believe that Bryce Young is still going to be the first quarterback taken. I I wouldn't be shocked at all if he's not, but my gut tells me that he is going to be the first quarterback taken still. Mm-hmm. Um, I think after that, it is going to be a debate between Stroud and Richardson. Uh, I think it just kind of depends on who moves up. Um, I think any team that moves up to number one is probably going to take Bryce. And then just kind of depending on who moves up to either two or wherever the next quarterback is selected, um, probably it's going to be preference based because it's going to be like, do you, do you prefer the traits like where you're going to want to take a guy like Richardson who has a super high ceiling, but is super raw? Or do you want like a polished passer like Stroud who also proved in the Georgia game that he has some athleticism to his game. Mm. To me, it would be Stroud, but I think it's going to end up being a toss-up. And I think even though at one point I feel like I was hearing that Levis could be the second quarterback taken, mm-hmm. I think he probably ends up being the fourth quarterback taken. Yeah, I, I c- could still easily see Levis uh, being the second quarterback taken. Yeah. Apparently, he's really good in interviews. Yeah, that's what I've heard, um, too. His physical tools are great. And he killed it at the combine. No, he in the did. Throwing drills, he like did. I was really impressed. Like I thought, watching him in the in the throwing drills at the combine, and obviously, like I've said this before in this podcast, you can't take too much away from the throwing drills at the combine. But I watched them, and I was like, yeah, like he fits with Stroud, Richardson. Like, yeah, he looks like he belongs. No, the tools, yeah, they're there. Um, I'm not the biggest fan of Will Levis. I don't hate him. Like I. I'm I'm fine taking him in the first round. Yeah. More like middle of the first, sure. back half of the first round. Um, I think there are parts of his game that are big issues. Like I don't think he's the best athlete. He yeah. takes a ton of sacks. Yeah. Uh, but generally pretty accurate. He's got great arm strength. He has amazing mechanics. Um, apparently, and also in his defense, like Kentucky was sucked last yeah, year. Yeah, Their Kentucky offense was, was so terrible. bad. So like his stats. Like, not being as good as you hoped mm-hmm. are partly just he's on a bad team. Yeah, and it was much better in 2021. Yeah. In 2021, was much better. In 2021, he looked like the kind of the guy I'm describing, where it's like, like I think in 2021, his production looked like a first-rounder. No, yeah. But less top 10, more middle of the first, back half of the first. Um, I For me, with the quarterbacks— there, I think my tier one guys are going to end up being Bryce Young, CJ Stroud, and Anthony Richardson. And my ranking would probably change depending on what my roster looked like. Sure. Like if I had a really bad roster and I didn't have a, the, the roster necessary to take on someone who is a bit raw right at the moment, mm-hmm. I would probably lean more towards Bryce Young, who is the playmaker... Um, just a, a really sound decision maker, a, a really good processor. Um, but if I were a team like the Colts or the Raiders, so I'm going Richardson. Why? Here's my i my ideal yeah. spot for Richardson would be Detroit. I think that would be such a good spot for him because they can like, bro. If he goes to Detroit, dude, dude, they have a really good offense. Like, it's a very good offensive line. They have like good receivers with Amon Ross St. Brown, uh, Jamison Williams. Hopefully, will have a bounce back year from injury last year. Like, 
I mean, because they also have a pick at 18. Mm -hmm. So even if he doesn't play for a year, it's not like they can't get a player that can help them reach the playoffs this year. Because in my head, like, he's a guy where you need to put a plan in place like Patrick Mahomes, where the Chiefs were like, we are not starting him year one. Alex Smith is our guy. He's starting the whole year. You know, at the end of the year when there's a throwaway game, we'll let Mahomes, you know, have a shot at it. Um. I think that's just what the Lions could do with Richardson. Like, mm-hmm. ha- like Goff is our guy. Richardson's not starting. We will, or honestly, more like a Lamar Joe Flacco situation, mm-hmm. where like they had Flacco the whole year as the starter, but they would bring Lamar out for like kind of like gadget like plays. Yeah. Oh, I thought about that with the Lions. Like, yeah. If, like I think they should take Richardson and you and use him. Like even no, if they, I, yeah. even if they say like we're gonna sit you for year one. Use him on like read options, stuff like that, like design no, quarterback runs. Oh, and like he like could that. be a phenomenal like goal line, yeah, dude. Like his mm-hmm. size, he could be like Jalen Hurts, and they have such a creative offensive coordinator too that like I just think he would be a great fit in Detroit. It would be, I'm as a Packers fan, I would hate it because they would be good the next few years, but it's just like that would be such a good fit. I also. Th- like this is not going to happen, but if I were the Seahawks, I would take him at five. Yeah. Um. So they just signed Geno Smith yeah. to a contract. How How many years? Was it? Three. Three years. Yeah. Now um, all all the big money is at the beginning of the contract. Yeah. It's. I don't know how I feel about that contract. Geno Smith was really good mm-hmm. last year. Um. Like I thought he was legitimately like a fringe top, top 10, 10 yeah. quarterback no, I agree. last year. I thought he played at that level. Second half wasn't that great. Yeah. And you're kind of, I know the contract isn't massive, but you're kind of, you're giving a contract to a guy who potentially just had an outlier year. Potentially. Potentially. Um, yeah. So I mean, I, it, yeah, I would have been really interested. I, I, if I were the GM of the Seahawks, I would have, really considered just not resigning Gino and just taking Richardson at five or yeah. any quarterback who's there at five. I think for but. them, and I think for a lot of teams it's like this, like there's so much pressure from the fans Oh yeah, that like, you know, you, they made the playoffs last year. Yeah. Like you need to build upon that. Like keep the, try to keep the team intact and like just get better. But I just don't know how far Gino can take you. Yeah, they they gotta get a lot better everywhere else. Like yeah. I don't think it's just a Geno issue. Like their defense has to get better. Um, but yeah, I'm really I, I like this quarterback class. Mm-hmm. Um I think everyone has their their flaws. Yeah, no. Um I agree. Which which makes it really unique. None of them I don't think any of them are quite as good as as the guys in like the twenty twenty one class. Same yeah. same for maybe Trey Lance. Like I think they're or some guys in this class that I might would have taken over Trey Lance. Sure. Um, but like I don't think any of these guys touch Trevor Lawrence or um, Justin Fields. Maybe where's, Zach Wilson. Where's, where's Mac rank in this? You think Mac Jones? Um, at. I feel like he's like QB two. I mean, maybe this, QB three in, in this class. Yeah, I was thinking probably QB three. Yeah, ahead of ahead of ahead of Levis. I think people don't ever talk Levis about the fact that Levis is old. Like Levis is—he's oh, like, like twenty-four. Yeah, gonna be twenty-four on draft night. Now it doesn't really come up. Would you put up. Mac Jones ahead of like Richardson and Levis? You think? No, I'd take Richardson. Yeah. Over Mac. So then I, I just—I put Mac so at like QB four. 
Well, so that was so that would be Mac like QB four, which yeah, is so where he I, was. I, I meant to say Mac QB four. So bad. he was QB five in twenty twenty one. So yeah, yeah. I think there are so like I pre- I think pretty much everyone in this class, save for Will Levis, would have been my QB one um, yeah. in last year's class. Like I could have seen an argument for like Malik Willis over Will Levis, um, but yeah, I I really like this quarterback class. There are things that scare me about Anthony Richardson, like the lack of passing production worries mm-hmm. me a bit, but he has enough traits as a passer to where like he's a guy I would I would feel comfortable taking ahead of Bryce Young and CJ Stroud in the right situation. Sure. Yeah. Um No, I completely but, agree. If you ha- I think if you're in a situation where you have like a good team where like like Detroit or Seattle or even Indy where you have like a guy who can start ahead yeah. of Richardson and like you can wait, mm. I think that's like would be a great situation for him. And that is a situation where I'd probably think about taking Richardson over Bryce or Stroud. And honestly, like I, I everyone talks about like sitting Richardson for year one and how Mahomes did it and look what happened to Mahomes. But I would like to see some data on sitting quarterbacks year one and how that impacts their ability to translate to the next level because if you're sitting on the bench the whole year you're not getting any playing time and you're not getting great practice reps yeah. so and i think richardson is so good as a runner year one you can start him at quarterback and you can depending on the rest of your offense you could have one of the best rushing attacks in the nfl yeah like, like justin, if he goes justin to Fields-esque with like the bears last year yeah like if he goes to detroit and started day one, he won it. I, they're not going to start yeah. him over golf. But just saying, in this hypothetical situation, Detroit is going to walk into the league and have a top three rushing attack day one. Sure, yeah, definitely top five, maybe not top three, but like especially if they brought back like because their their own line, they have DeAndre Swift, Jamal Williams. It dep- like, I mean, I think they're going to bring back Jamal Williams. He's he's a free agent. I'll be interested to see if they bring him back or not. Yeah. But yeah, because if they brought back Swift and Williams and had Richardson, like yeah, it'd be pretty, pretty wild. Yeah. All right. So the te- the Tankathon has the Texas Tech and Bryce Young at two, Jalen Carter three, CJ Stroud four, Tyree Wilson five. We've heard a lot about Tyree Wilson mm-hmm. potentially being the top edge. Yeah. I think there's a chance he's the top defender. Yeah. No. I, off the board. Just I mean, again, it all goes back to kind of what happens with Jalen Carter. I think if everything's resolved with Jalen Carter. Like, I think that he's probably still the top defender, but people just really love Tyree Wilson. That a lot of a lot of teams like him more than Will Anderson, um, and so yeah, I I would not be surprised in the slightest if he was the first defender taken. Yeah, there's just I think Will Anderson is worse than people realize. Um, I just don't think he's a freak athlete. Um, I think people people may think of him as like a Chase Young. Miles Garrett caliber prospect. Yeah, he's not. He's he's not that caliber. He's good. Really good. He's really good. But he's not that caliber. Uh, Tyree Wilson, I like a lot. Um, I think he's pretty good, and I wouldn't be shocked if people shocked if people love his physical tools so yeah. much that they take him over Will Anderson. Um, I I'm not sure if I would yet, but I like him a lot. Uh, number six, Christian Gonzalez. I like that pick. Think it, I think it makes sense for Detroit. Now, Anthony Richardson. Anthony Richardson goes at seven to the Raiders. I think the Lions should take Anthony Richardson. Yeah. But I like Christian Gonzalez. I think that's a good pick. 
What about you? You like that? Yeah, I think Gonzalez ends up being the first corner taken, especially after after a really good combine and Devin Witherspoon. Because I mean, that's the thing with the NFL; they always have like a recency bias. Yeah, and so you're gonna see teams like, oh, Gonzalez had a great combine. Witherspoon, you know, we saw him in the season, but he didn't. Yeah perform with combine. So I don't know. I just, I could see Gonzalez being corner one now. Um, I think Witherspoon still has a chance to be corner one, but I think it's Gonzalez right now. Yeah. I think that's fair. He had an awesome combine. Yeah. So at number seven, Anthony Richardson to the Raiders, number eight, Miles Murphy to the Falcons. Mm, I don't 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 think he's going to go that high. Yeah. I just don't think he's going to go that high. I think he's like a freak athlete. Um, did he do anything at the combine or did he? did he? No, he didn't. What was he hurt? Like what happened? I don't know. He should have if he wasn't hurt. Cause he had to have been hurt. Cause like the combine could have helped him a lot. I'd just be interested to see like his pro day. Um, he's he's a freak athlete. He's like really athletic defensive end. I just don't think he's gonna go top ten. I think maybe at one point people were talking about him going top ten. I think he probably falls more in like the. I don't think he's even in the top fifteen. I think he's probably like in the twenties. Yeah, I think that's fair. Um, I would prefer us to trade back and get a lot of picks. Um, yeah, I think if Gonzalez is there, yeah, you probably end up taking. And I, I'd be Christian fine with that. There, there are players who are who like if they're available at eight and we take them, I'd be fine with like yeah. Christian Gonzalez, the uh, Devin Witherspoon or Devon Witherspoon, um, Peter Skronsky. Yeah, maybe Brian Branch. Like I think he's good mm, enough to to test. be successful, but that's maybe he not did, a good value. He pick. did not. Tested, I think, it, well enough to be a top ten pick, and, and that's fair. Um, but I prefer us to trade back. Yeah, or I would either trade back or take Stroud or Richardson if they're available. Yeah, no, they're not gonna be. I'm sorry, and, and, and they're not gonna <laughs> yeah. be. Um, at number nine, the Panthers taking Will Levis. Fine with that. Um, maybe a little bit higher than I would take Will Levis. Yeah, he's okay, he's gonna go top ten. Oh he's yeah, he's gonna, gonna go. He's gonna, he's gonna, gonna top go top 10. seven. I think so too. Um, well now I say that last year, I mean, I was floored that Justin Fields didn't go top 10 last or two years ago. Oh, I was, that was, yeah, yeah, that was, that that was dumb. So, I mean, it, yeah, there is a chance. Sure. There's always a chance, but I would be very, very shocked if Will Levis made it out of the top 10. Yeah. There's some more interesting picks here. Uh, DeMond Witherspoon going at 10 to the Eagles. Oh, that'd be like that. That'd be a really good pick. And that's very possible. Yeah, I'm it's like not that unrealistic. Pick. I, James Bradbury is a free agent, right? He's a free agent. I don't think they're going to resign him. Let him go. Pair Witherspoon yeah. with Darius Slay. Love that pick. It'd be nice. Number eleven, Paris Johnson Jr. Looked really good at the combine. Mm-hmm. I'd like that pick for them. I wish he had ran a forty. I do too. I think he would have ran. I think he might have done better than Jones. Yeah, Roderick Jones. He looks so fluid in the mm-hmm. line drills. I don't know if you saw clips. I, of yeah, I did. I watched. Yeah, I was able to watch the combine on Sunday, Saturday, oh, and did. Sunday. I didn't get to watch uh, Thursday or Friday, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. Um, but I did get to watch Saturday and Sunday. Yeah, there are a few picks I want to talk about. Quentin Johnston going twelve. Interesting. Then it tested the combine, which I thought was interesting. He, tested, he did do a vert, and it was like a forty. Oh, he did a vert. vert. Yeah, oh, I it didn't was. Know that. Yeah, you should look. I think check me on that. But his vert, I'm pretty sure, was forty inches or or more. Like yeah. he had a really good vert. Wow. Um, I don't know if he tested 
in any other drills besides like the route running. Oh, he did a broad jump too. A 40 and a half inch vertical, 97th percentile. 1102 broad, oh. 99th percentile. What? I did yeah. not realize he did I a broad. I didn't know that either. Yeah, no, he, I think that after Jordan Addison having a poor combine, I think it really depends on the team. Like, yeah. who ends up being the first receiver just depends on like the teams that are willing to take them. Yeah. I think it's probably going to either be Quinn Johnson or Jackson Smith and Jigba. I, I don't know that they're going to go as early as 12. Just, I'm just really not sure anything about this receiver class. Yeah, that's weird. Because like, yeah, I could see, I could see it. I wouldn't be shocked if somebody went at 12, but I also wouldn't be shocked if we didn't see a receiver till like 18 or 19. I don't know who's picking there, but like, that's just kind of, like later in the teens, maybe even not until the 20s. Yeah, I agree. I think who goes number one is going to depend on the team and what flavor receiver they want. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Because um, like Johnson's see, a big, like, yeah. outside receiver. I'm not the biggest fan of Johnson, so yeah. I wouldn't take him at 12. No, uh, I, I agree. I, I'm not a huge fan of Quentin Johnston. I just feel like at his size... Now, I do think he was held back by his quarterback play. Yeah. Like... Max Duggan statistically looked good, but Max Duggan may be one of the worst statistically good quarterbacks that I've ever seen. Yeah. He is not good. He's tough. I'll give him that. He's a athletic quarterback that can like make moves with his legs, but just in terms of a passer, Mm -hmm. he's bad. Yeah. He's not good. And so Quentin Johnson, I think was held back a little bit by that, but like, also, I'd love to see him be more aggressive and win more 50-50 balls than he does, mm-hmm. especially at his size being 6'4", and what is he, like 220? Maybe 230? Let me pull it back up. He was kind of light at the combine. Um, 208. Oh. Yeah, like, he was lighter than I 208 is actually a lot lighter than I thought he was. Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, I could see it at 12. I just, I don't think I would do it, and I, Yeah. Not sure. Yeah. Um, there are things I like about Johnston. Um, I think I, I will break him down on a later podcast. But uh, and what this other has, what other interesting picks are on here? Like Jackson Smith and Jigba at fourteen to the Patriots. Okay, I, like that I a lot. don't think they're going to take a receiver. They just historically they don't take receivers yeah. in the first round. There's nothing that shows me that they're going to take a receiver. In my opinion, I just can't see them leaving the first round without taking a corner. Like they need corner help bad. Like pretty much every single corner that started for them last year is a free agent. Mm -hmm. Um, They just need defensive back help. I can see Brian branch is just like literally the typical Patriot player. And I'd like that pick. Yeah. That'd be a really good pick. I just, I think they're going to go defense. Mm -hmm. Uh, That's just where they go usually. And usually like first round, if they do go offense, it's usually like offensive line. (laughs) Yeah. There's some other interesting picks. B. John Robinson at 19th in the Bucks, which is something we hear. I just pretty often. I have no idea where he's gonna go. I think he's, he's gonna, gonna end gonna up. Be a first I, think, I think he's he's one of the best running back prospects like of all time. Mm-hmm. Um especially in recent memory. Like he he's in I the just, he's in the Saquon Barkley, no, yeah. Christian McCaffrey, Melvin Gordon, Jonathan Taylor tier, where it's like No, he's really good prospect. I just don't know where he's going to go. Yeah. Yeah. Because the teams at the top are not going to take a running back that high. I agree. I agree. I'm afraid, bro, if he fell to the Chiefs. I think, I don't, are they going to take a, Would they take a running back after Clyde Edwards-Alaire? Wouldn't that work out? 
Mel Robinson's way better than Alaire. Like, like way better. Considerably but, better. Yeah. And that's no disrespect to Clyde Edwards Alaire. We're talking about like one of the best running back prospects in, in recent memory. <laughs> I agree. I think I I do agree with you in the fact that they may be like a little a little hurt, still stinging a little bit from the Clyde Edwards Alaire pick. Yeah. Um so yeah, I could I think they're also probably going to go defensive end, especially like this is such a deep edge group. Mm. I can't see the Chiefs, you know, n- maybe not in the first round, but like in the first three rounds, not getting a defensive lineman somewhere, especially because they just released Frank Clark, didn't they? Yeah, they did. So now, like, you need to get another guy to pair with Karloftis, who showed some promise last year. Mm-hmm. And he was their first round pick last year from Purdue. Yeah. And I thought he had like a decent rookie year. Yeah, he's good. So. Yeah, but I just don't know where Bichon's gonna go. I think like Tampa Bay is, you know, probably a good, like, a good bet if you're trying to bet on it. Mm-hmm. Um, just because like I don't really know. They just cut Leonard Fournette. Yeah, I did see that. So. Uh, and I know there, a lot of like Tampa Bay fans like are apparently really high on Rashad White. The the I, running back that I they love Rashad White. Yeah, the running <laughs> back that they. I had. love me some Rashad White. Yeah, so I think he's probably like that would just be a nice little one-two punch though. Bijan Robinson and Rashad White. Yeah. So especially if they're just rocking with Trask, which I think they mm-hmm. might do. Yeah. Um, at quarterback, mm-hmm. like I think they might just run with Kyle Trask at quarterback. They probably could use like Bijan. Yeah, like and at I, least I give think them something. I think you're, if they do roll with Kyle Trask, they can take Bijan and be really run heavy. Yeah. And, and they would get a lot of value out of taking a running. Oh, I agree. Team. So after that, we got like Jordan Addison at twenty three to the Ravens. Mm, yeah, sure. So like that, pairing him up with um, uh, Rashad Bateman, yeah. Mark Andrews. Hopefully they have Lamar. Um, don't know about the quarterback situation there, but no. do like that pick. Yeah, giving him another weapon, and I think that's a good value for Addison. No, yeah, twenty three. That's probably where Addison should go. Should go. I agree. Honestly, I, I kind of thought that this mock was probably going to have him a little higher than I thought he would go. Mm-hmm. No, 23 is a good spot for him. Is there anything else on that mock that's like surprising or interesting? Not really. Like Michael Meyer to the Chargers at 22. Um, yeah. Gives Herbert a weapon. Um, Kalijah Cansey to the Bills at 28. And we didn't talk about Cansey's combine performance. Oh, yeah. He was insane. He did really well. Dalton Kincaid to the Bengals, tied in out of Utah I'd- at 29. Do think that Kincaid probably is the first tight end taken, even though he didn't test at the combine. Yeah, Kincaid's just I really think, good. Yeah, and a lot we'll of see teams love Kincaid. Also, like I could really see Michael Mayer being the third tight end taken after Darnell. Mm-hmm. I could see it. I happen. think it depends on what flavor receiver sure, or what flavor yeah. tight end you want. Because like Michael Mayer or Michael May- is it Mayer? Or Mayer? I think it's Mayer. I don't know. Michael Mayer is like a someone who's a really good blocker. I feel like he's smaller. Like he, he looks smaller at the combine. Sure. Maybe yeah. I'm wrong. Um, but he's more of a route runner, not a super good athlete. Yeah. More in like the Cole Komet, Pat Fryermuth mold of tight end. Sure. Rather well, Kincaid than is like Kincaid a, and Washington are like these athletic freaks. Kincaid is like a, so. uh, like a Zach Ertz, yeah. like a, not Kyle Pitts, but like a, nobody's Kyle Pitts. Yeah, and for the rest of the mock, um, some interesting things to note. No Nolan Smith. Um, no mm. linebackers. Nolan Smith is going to be a first-rounder. I think he is, too. No Zay Flowers, another another guy that... I don't know could. that he's for sure a first-rounder, but I I think he should be. Yeah. Um, 
and nothing else is like super interesting. But well, that was a good podcast. Yeah. Um, got fun. to talk about a lot. Got to talk about the combine. Go through the yeah. first round mock on Tankathon. And I will be back on the pod again. We are, we're oh, we're, we're going to do position rankings at we're some point, do right? position rankings. Let's go. We will have <laughs> much more, you know, pre-draft content to put out. Let's go. Let's do it. Yeah, I'm excited for the draft this year. Me really too, excited. I'm super excited. Um, yeah, this was good. Thanks for coming on. Yeah, man, absolutely. So that's all we got for y'all today. If you want to hit me up on social media, um, uh, I'll... All my Instagram handles are the Ryan McCrary. That's the R Y A N M C C R A R Y. Do you want to plug your social media? Uh, yeah, handles? sure, man. Yeah, y'all can follow me on Instagram at tbsmith58. You can check me out. I don't really post a lot, but you know. Yeah, I'm more chronically online than Thomas is. Yeah, it's true. I'm just like an old man. Yeah. Um, if, if you want to see more content from me, you can check out the, the website at thewiresports.com, and then you can get this podcast. Um, on Apple Podcast and Spotify. That's all we got for y'all today. Hope y'all enjoyed it, and we will see y'all next time. Peace. <laughs>